0: This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by pimp
1: The hell is this? You're short $200. I'm sorry daddy. I was robbed.
2: You've been here before. Now you have to start beating her. Putting her on her back for days and not in a good way. It's going to cost you a fortune. But now pimp insurance has you covered. You know I'm still going to have to beat your ass baby. He doesn't even have to hold back. Pimp insurance will pay the claim before she's even done crying. How about when my bitches all start sinking up? With our Red Week deductible, your cash will keep flowing too. We also offer 24-7 corner side assistance with antibiotics and emergency hydration to get your hose back on their knees in no time. Pimp insurance. Don't pimp hose without it.
0: Thank you for cracking your 77th road soda. I'm Isaiah Cooper. And I'm Greg McGinnis. On this episode, we have white
2: girl, check your privilege. We hit reply all on purpose. What if it was Neo Smith? We give you the last word on maniacs. And finally, we speef your narcole. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing all right, man. It's going well today.
0: It is. It is going really well today. So, hey, man. Uh, you know what's funny is the speef your Narkel uh, thing, I mentioned that at the top of the last episode. That was one thing we were going to do. We were going to speef Narkel. And we never got to it. it we, we just ran out of time on the app. We didn't get to the speef Narkel. But I rest assured on this episode, you will finally know what the speef Narkel is. And I'm very excited for people I knew too. you would
2: connect the speef and the nar. Where well, there's a speef,
0: I say will find a Narkel. And uh, that's right. I think you're you're right. Man, Episode 77, 77th Road Soda,
2: Batten Down the Hatches. What do we got for 77? That's a man? tall pile, man. 77 Road Sodas on the wall. Uh, so what I got, I, a couple of test out uh, podcasts, stuff that I haven't talked about before, things I checked out. September 25th, 2017, Free to a Good Home is the name of the podcast. Have you ever heard of that? Um, no, what is that? They're Australian guys. The premise of the show is that they create a backstory for people that write classified ads? That's what drew me to it. I thought you would be into that, so I thought there'd be some good banter. They create fake backstories for people that write classified ads, and then have a conversation about who might answer the ad. I thought it'd be a lot funnier than it was. Really? Yeah.
0: That is pretty cool. And but
2: you said you thought it was more funny than it was, because it could be a good idea, but just executed by adults. Uh, You know, <laughs> it could have been just one bad episode too. So I don't want to throw, you know, totally trash them, but. September 25th, 2017 was the 77th episode of Free to a Good Home, and the title of the episode was The Criterion Cumsock Collection with Andrew Levins. It was not anywhere near as dirty as I thought, I, I, I just it wasn't great. Yeah. So sorry, I allotted a certain amount of time for it and it was a bummer. Well uh, thank
0: you for listening so we don't
2: have to. Number 77 uh, for another podcast, another one I wasn't crazy about, another one I thought you would like, and you're going to see why. October 31st, 2015, episode 77 of Welcome to Night Vale. Have you heard of that? I have. You have? Have you listened? I think I've tried. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just dog shit, man. It's you can a- have a good, again, you can have a good idea, but I knew, like- I knew, though. Well, I was, I'm not surprised that you had heard of it, because I was like, this is right up his fucking alley. The The premise of this podcast is, and it started in 2012, it's been going on for, it's still active. Mm-hmm. June 2012 is when they started it. It's supposed to be kind of a small town bulletin, Night Vale, where all the the conspiracy theories and aliens exist, and all this stuff actually happens, and they take it for you know they believe it all, and they, mm-hmm. they everyone takes it at face value. But right. it was not done well. It was almost kind of like Art Bell crossed with Prairie Home Companion, which I fucking hate. Is it like a is it like a story they're telling you, like a written story, or was it what is it? It was, uh, you know, kind of in and outs, different things. There was like a news bulletin. There were like people doing like conversations. There okay. were people that were... It, That's are, kind of interesting. It, it was not executed well. Not you know, executed well, It was well, very well. dry. It yeah. was very dry. Ugh. Sounds uh, exhausting. What else? I only listened to like half of it, by the way, cause I was, and it was only 30 minutes. Hey, so. man, when you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then finally, when I did like episode 77 of Thought Spiral, do you know who that is? Uh-uh. You know the guy. October 29th, 2018. So they're like right in sync with us. Mm -hmm. In sync is a theme of this episode. In sync. I want it that way. Uh, The podcast Thought Spiral is Andy Kindler and J. Elvis Weinstein. Josh Weinstein, who goes by J. Elvis. They're a couple comedians. You know Andy Kindler.
0: Uh, Yeah. What does he do? He's He's like like a
2: Jewish, um, very... Neurotic, everything is down. He's always depressed. He tells jokes, and then you know you're really not defining anyone. I, <laughs> well, he's like the quintessential funny neurotic Jewish guy. You'll recognize his face. Yeah, you looking this picture up right now. I liked it. They talked about um, you know thought yeah. spiral just kind of doesn't have a big theme other than they're just shooting the shit. Cool. But one of the things that came up on that particular app was Andy Kindler had seen. They do a thing where they assign each other a movie oh novel novel all topic. these people are just ripping us the fuck off and uh the movie they did was big lebowski and i enjoyed listening to andy kindler's first thoughts on big lebowski as if he funny. as in he had never seen it before he had I never saying? seen it yeah jeez
0: have you seen it i've seen it and uh yeah i've never sat down and watched it beginning to end but i've like been a lot of places i've seen it on tv a lot i've been to parties where they're like it's read, you I read did. the
2: back of the dvd all right you know so have you actually seen the movie though I have, but I've
0: never seen it all consecutively sitting down. But I've seen every scene of the movie from beginning to end,
2: just not. How do you there. know if you haven't seen it sitting down? Maybe this Because I scenes. know
0: that's been overlapping, and I've oh, seen. Overlap. It. All right, I yeah. just want to make
2: sure you're going to say overlap. i we went to parties
0: like, where like that was the party. Like they have like a big projector, and everyone shows up just to watch. Like it's like a movie night thing.
2: It is one of those weird cult movies, like uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, where people like dress up. Same thing, up. yeah. It's all these fucking theater kids, and
1: that's will watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah,
2: well, the theater kids do Rocky Horror Picture Show, but. Dave Lebowski has got a bigger... I think it's a bigger following. Yeah. It's a good movie. I think it's funny as fuck, dude. Yeah. It's not the type of movie I want to watch, though. Like Over and over, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I've seen it a bunch of times over the years. Because I think I, the first time I saw it, it was actually out on video from Blockbuster Video. And I'd never heard of anything. I know we've talked about this before. Um, one more 77 I have. My little sister was born in 1977. Here's a little fact. I'm a Saints fan, as you know. The quarterback for the Saints, best Saints quarterback of all time, Drew Brees, born on the same day, January 15th. She was born January 15th, 77. He was born January 15th, 79. Whoa. man! What's his jersey Bam. number? Wrap it up for me, Greg. Nine. Oh. Yeah, oh. that was kind of anathematic.
0: Cool. <laughs> uh, so, also, how about a, a little bit of a different angle, bringing a little 77. People that died at age 77. Um, Anne Rand you know the adult film, film star she died at 77 the adult film star yep Atlas Fucked <laughs> uh, well, hold on what are some other titles so I can do the same thing um,
2: the what was the other one called the the Fountainhead Fuckhead <laughs> alright um, also
0: died at age 77 James Buchanan the Florida mayor guy Died at
2: age 77 James Buchanan the yeah. Florida mayor guy I'm not yeah. familiar with him oh you I'm, I, I, I don't ex- did he die from baths, bath I salts I'm i I don't expect you to
0: uh, Jing Kui Jing Kuing, Mao's last wife Mao J- Chairman Mao's last wife
2: Mao Johnson also a mayor
3: don't of don't act Florida. stupid
0: you know <laughs> who Chairman Mao is and his wife it was his last wife she was an actress and then she uh, uh, he died and then she got
2: tried and sentenced to death. That sucks, right? You know, I have, a, I have a Mao story. I had a cat for a short amount of time, and I got this discount cat food. And it was actually on a really good deal, Mao Mix. And uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a pretty good deal. cat loved it. The cat loved the yeah. Mao Mix. If he didn't, I had to report back. But he did every time, luckily. But, and you didn't name your cat Chairman Mao. No, we did have a picture of Chairman, Chairman Meow right. in the
0: house. Uh, Jules Verne died at 77. That uh, She wrote the song, um, Who Will Save Your Soul. I didn't know she was that old.
2: She looks so hot for <laughs> 77. Really hot for 77. I love that. That's nice, Jules Verne. <laughs> she was super hot. When she came out with that first song, I was like, holy shit. And they... They said she lived in a van in Alaska for, like, years, which added to, like, the mystique, especially in a pre-internet era. It was it was hot. Jewel was hot. Before Charles.
0: Time, she's, like, 58 now. You're, like... No, she's 77. She's dead. Charles Scholl. <laughs> R.I.P. Charles Brown. Charles Scholl died at 77. J. Erder, Edgar Hoover. Who the fuck are these people? You're just listening to a bunch of people. Charles Scholl. Dr. Scholl? No, Charles Scholl. He, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. You charlatan. He invented the peanut gallery club. Charles Schultz.
2: Nope. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover. The uh, I believe it was G. Edgar. I'm pretty sure of this. We don't even have to look it up. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. The vacuum cleaner guy. G. Edward Edgar Scholl. Scholl? Now, now you're just being silly again. I don't understand why you're doing this to my segment. <laughs> this is a great James book. Buchanan again. Prescott Bush. The uh, You know him. Lucio Ball, the lady that worked in that chocolate factory. And also, who died at 77 was Harold Lloyd, uh, one the better half of the uh, of Dumb and Dumber, or Dumber, Dumb and Dumber. Harold Lloyd died R. at I age P. 77. R.I.P. Motherfucker.
2: Was that which one was that?
0: The one named uh, not Harry. Not Harry. It? Yeah, Harold Lloyd, and the other one was Harry. Who's a good Harry man? Harry and Lloyd. We'll miss him. We'll miss him. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. This episode is brought to you by Faux Diplome University. Faux Diplome University. Real degrees for real people. Guaranteed degrees. Guaranteed dignity. I'm Ted Kavinsky. I've been working at Walgreens for three years and I was passed over for a promotion twice. All because I didn't have a degree, even though I was a better employee and more knowledgeable about the job. Then, I found Faux Diplôme. Now I choose who gets the promotions. Faux Diplôme University has been creating stories like this for over a year. We pride ourselves on having the highest graduating percentage of any university. That's because at Faux Diplôme, getting your degree is as easy as paying your tuition. Once the tuition is paid for your degree, it will arrive at your door in the amount of time it would typically take to earn that degree. Enroll in the AA program, and in two years, you will be a degree-carrying hot commodity in today's job market. And while you wait, you can keep your friends and family off of your back by telling them you are enrolled as a student, knowing you will be guaranteed their sweet adulation when your degree finally arrives. Faux Diplôme University, giving people better jobs with a framed piece of paper. In the news, did you see that they're bringing back all that?
2: I did not see that. I've not heard of all that. What is all that?
0: You know damn well what all that is.
2: Is all that a that, program like, with Kenan Thompson, <laughs> I, Kenan Ivory Thompson from Saturday Live?
0: Dude, it was a it was a sketch comedy show that they had on for kids, which I think is great because kids need that kind of stuff. I mean, cartoons and all the other kids' programming is wonderful, but I think something like that is more gets kids in more of like a a, a higher space for comedy, like where they
2: can. You know, that kind of stage No, I agree. There's not it. enough it's like... truly shitty sketch comedy out there. Fill my TV to the fucking brim till it's leaking. Yes, please,
0: if you can. And then, then uh, you know what, just fuck comedy altogether. Why do we even do it? Why do people even try to be funny? Actually, it's my kids a... do
2: quote. I wonder if it's from all that. My kids quote this thing with this girl's... The sketch was, she loved ketchup. And it was on everything, and then she started singing the song. Yes, that is from all that. Is or, it...
0: it's, it's either an, an, or
2: it's Amanda Bynes' own spin off sketch comedy show. Which is the Amanda we show? We say the line all the time because the most absurd thing, which doesn't even make any sense, by the way, she says, "Ketchup on my ketchup." Yeah, ketchup on my ketchup. So we say that all the time because my kid, my fifth grader, has an unhealthy obsession with ranch dressing. Yeah, is it unhealthy? And so we're like, really? Do you think you can have any more ranch? And then ranch. Uh, and then the seventh grader will just go, "Ketchup on my ketchup." Heck
0: yeah, that's um. Yeah, so I'm so I'm thank that you they're... all that for actually producing you're... one thing, for doing one thing. Thank you all that. Um,
2: <laughs> so what do you got? I got a story from New Jersey. Here's the here's the ta- uh, the headline, not the tagline. It's not a joke. It's news. Okay, it's a headline. I hope you're not about to make a joke of the news. Many young babies murdered in a... No, wait a minute. That's I'm sorry. Burglar arrested after mistaking police car for getaway lift yeah foolish this guy Fool. broke into a house and then first of all fail number one he's trying to get away from a, a failed burglary I, okay let me back up failed burglary is the first fail number two he called a lift to get away from a burglary do you think he
0: did it before he went inside he was like yeah meet me up on the corner of this and this how many how
2: many lift drivers and uber drivers are getaway guys that would be a good number to know. We need to have like a census team that would go out there and, and figure it out. If you huh? tell anybody you're going to be an accessory to this crime, motherfucker, you better not open your mouth. Or when, you, when you're when you in court at the end, they go, did you attempt to get a Lyft or a Uber back? Yes. And they just check a box. Check. And we know. It's about 10. The national average is up about 17%. 17% of all Uber rides are actually getaway. So this is the triple fail because after he failed the burglary, then he failed by calling a lift to get a ride home, instead he got into not a lift. He got into a cop car and got himself a self-service arrested himself. Got into the Guardian cop car. Moron.
0: In fact, cop cars, cop cars are actually starting to do that now. Uh, they're also doubling as lifts because the crime rate is down, and so uh,
2: because New Jersey cops are not making a fair wage, they have to resort to driving lifts in between crimes. It's horrible.
0: <laughs> uh, I had. We have a, um, yeah, did you know, so this is maybe not news, but it's news to me uh, that uh, Will Smith was supposed to play Neo in The Matrix.
2: Interesting. Did
0: you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, apparently it's like uh, pretty well known amongst people who are doing, um, people who, it's pretty well known against, uh, it's pretty well known amongst people. It doesn't sound well known at all. It's pretty well known amongst people who are fans of like uh, you know Will Smith and just really into like movies or maybe even The Matrix. But yeah, he turned down
2: The Matrix to do Wild Wild West. <laughs> which was a bigger vehicle for him. I mean, that was like a movie made for Will Smith. Right. Yeah, he said he turned it down. It wasn't, by the way, the worst movie in the world. It wasn't great. Everyone consider it pretty terrible. Do I have to play that song right now to get you back? Into Do it? Wow, wow, Wes. wow. Wow,
0: Wes. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. Well, so what happened was, and the reason he turned it down is because he, it was a weird meeting with the Wachowskis. So he was, see how you just gotta have calm the Wachowskis now. That's how you circumvent any gender, with that. Uh So he had a meeting with the Wachowskis, and they were like telling him, they're like, "Yo, it's gonna be really cool." It's, we're going to have this bullet time. We're going to slow the cameras down and all that kind of shit. And it just didn't... He just couldn't get on board with... Because that was how they were selling the whole thing to him. And they really could not... Uh, the, the bullet sequencing. The like bullet that. sequencing and all this kind of stuff. They're like, this is going to be the future of action movies. This is going to be the coolest thing. And it, he just wasn't sold on it. Like, the way they were explaining it. He was like, I don't know, man. This kind of just seems ridiculous. Uh, whatever. I'm going to go do this Wild Wild West movie. And if they had got him... If they had got Will Smith, they, they then... would still be men. Probably, yeah, absolutely. Will Smith has changed him into a female. They would have gotten Val Kilmer as Morpheus. Not is it is his name Morpheus? What's the other guy's Morpheus, name? Morpheus, yeah. They Larry get... Fishburne was playing no. Morpheus. No, Val Kilmer, Greg. So they're gonna. They were to. <laughs> they were gonna get. So if they had Will Smith, they would have had Val Kilmer. They would have gone after Val Kilmer. For him because they can't have two black guys. They can't have, one can be one one can be a black guy, but they can't have two. Black is so going have Val Kilmer. Then you have Kevin Hart be uh
2: Hey Mr. Anderson, what what the fuck is going on with all this shit? You're trying to break up my game. Yeah, he was gonna be Agent Smith. Nobody ever would have heard of The Matrix if Val Kilmer was Morpheus. That's like fifty percent of the movie.
0: That is why and and so uh uh what's his name? Will Smith says and you know, it's you guys, I did you a favor in a way because that movie would not have been that movie without Morpheus's stoic performance in that role. It was just or or uh, Lawrence Fishburne's performance in that role is just fucking beautiful. And if I was if I was in that movie, he wouldn't have been in it and it would have been a completely different movie. I would I would have ruined we, I would have ruined the Matrix is what he said.
2: And we never would have had Wild Wild West 2 if we didn't have Wild Wild West 1. So we don't have Wild Wild West Two. Stop crushing my dreams. It's in the works. Go check it out. Spaceballs Two: The Search for More Money. (laughs) Do you have? uh, You said you had two news articles. Uh, Just a closer on that because I know how it is in Eastern Europe. They are the Wachowskis, and I believe the I switches to an A for female. So, are we wrong calling them the Wachowskis? Are they now the Wachowskas? Is that a way to skirt the? That's not how you do it with nouns. That's not how you do it with nouns. (laughs) Uh, moving on to a uh, a different type of story, human foot found on the Canadian coastline, and it is the fifteenth since two thousand and seven. So when was this one found? February fifteenth
0: this year. Yeah, it's a really common. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this beach where they
2: keep washing up. They got like feet, uh, shoes with feet in the shoes, and they keep so washing perhaps, up on the shores. Perhaps this is. I'm not a cop in Canada, or Mounty or whatever they're called. Perhaps they should investigate that sinister-looking shack at the end of the beach. That's all I'm saying. It's
0: that's Grandpa that Murphy, and he hasn't hurt anybody, and he nobody's seen him in years. Why
2: would they do that? Fifteen feet.
0: He's that's a, a lot
2: of feet washing up. First of all, that indicates there's at least a sixteenth foot. Unless he's going after handicapped, one-legged people. I think they're, I think they're uh, fifteen unique. I think they're, they have, they're not finding pairs. Well, no, no two feet are alike, first off. So I'm not sure where you're going with that. Secondly... An odd number of feet, not cool. You know, Greg really does know his feet. (laughs) He's into that kind of thing. You know what, I would love to see a commercial because in the commercial, they're highlighting the shoes in the commercial. See, that's where I'm going with this. In the uh, news article, they're highlighting the shoes, and I would love to see one of these people come out and go, 12 Nikes, that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying is 12, yeah. It, if, doesn't to, it doesn't have to diminish to diminish. I don't think that's a good victims. message.
0: I don't think that's a good message for Nike. Popularity is popularity. So Adidas would come out and say, 12 Nikes, that's all we're saying. We don't
2: know who these people are. Could be anybody.
3: Don't wear
0: Nikes, because you'll get 12 your 12 out of 15 Nikes. Off. Boom. Yeah. And then and the Adidas would be like, that's why you shouldn't wear Nikes, get your feet cut off.
2: <laughs> Buy Adidas. That could be it. Yeah. Oh, all right, so maybe that's the ad. I don't see any K-Swiss. Boom. That's all I'm saying. Stay alive. Keep your K feet. Swiss, stay
0: alive. Keep your feet. You don't don't be a nub.
2: <laughs> did you see this dumbass? did you see that dumbass white girl petting a possum? I did. You cause you posted it. That was actually the whole time, and I think everyone's reaction is the same. This is a fear-alass looking possum with Which m- all possums, don't say
0: that it's like a different from one possum. I've never, like never seen a possum, possum like
2: this in my life. I've seen possums running across the road. Their mouths are shut and they're running the hell out of there. This bitch has it cornered behind a dumpster. And it's sitting there with its mouth wide open, and I didn't know possums had like goddamn cobra teeth. It looked like a cobra fang. Uh Uh-huh. And he's sitting there, like It's probably hissing. I can't even wait to give give you rabies right in your spinal fluid. And she's on
0: all fours with her face about five inches from its face, petting it. She's drunk off her ass and she's going, How dare you try to bite me? Her drunk ass friend is recording her. It's daylight. And so they're they're getting it fucking early and she's petting this fucking possum, petting this wild possum. It's not someone's pet, it's behind a dumpster, and she's like, You shut shut your possum mouth. Of course, she's white. She's this white privilege, this is white girl privilege at its finest, is this bitch. The racist attitudes
2: this. of Isaiah Cooper do not represent the entire roadsoda staff. This is not a race thing, this is a class thing. If there was a black girl who lived next door to her, She'd be doing the same drunk-ass shit if she got around a possum and felt like... I, honestly, I, th- it blows my mind that the, this girl would do that. I don't know what her impetus was. Whatever
0: it was, her fucking delusion of her I place... I could see a
2: dude doing it like, oh, you I couldn't, pussies. I'll fucking go up to that thing. I'll fucking do it But this is a girl talking to this right. thing. At the the thing that's the worst about it is you can tell she's so so drunk, so impaired. That thing would easily bite her eyeball out three times... It's, yeah, even why it's not? So it's, it's
0: amazing. Like her, again, her place in the world has is so delusioned that it's quashing any kind of instinct she has to be afraid of that. Because it doesn't. That's not something you learn to be afraid of something. That's like built into our fucking DNA. You see a, a small marmot with fucking fangs hissing, bearing at you. Alarms are going off in your fucking head. Get the fuck away from it. And she's
2: just squishing I all think of even that the possum that's why the possum didn't strike he was like I can't even fucking, fucking believe <laughs> this shit do you is see she, these teeth motherfucker? is this happening I'm doing the whole thing and she is just <laughs> in my face all drunk I can't even believe Is this it. bitch
0: really about to kiss me right? is she trying to kiss me cause she does that at one point she's like come here I'm gonna eat you and she, like, she gets keeps her...
2: threatening to touch not threatening like it. she's trying to hit it but You keep seeing her, like, her face and her hand keep getting so close. And it's it's like, you know once she touches it's going to be like a goddamn mousetrap of rabies just (laughs) right on her. And then she's dead. Uh,
0: Do we have anything else on this news? I I think we're all... This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by BuyMoodLand.net.
1: Hi, I'm Larry Bird. Due to a government loophole, I now own half the moon. All of the front part. The Chinese own the rest. What am I gonna do with a whole half a moon? That's why I'm selling it to you by the acre. That's right, Moonland. It's an investment. You can till it, develop it. Why don't you start a garden? Some folks like to lease their moon land. The Indians used to think we were stupid to own land. Boom. Boom, pow, wow, can't own land. (laughs) But now who's stupid? Not you. And you gotta stay that way by purchasing Moonland at $1,500 per acre. I know what you're thinking. Larry, only $1,500? Are you sure you're not stupid? I'm not. I just want to make sure you don't disappoint your kids by leaving them with something useless. Like heirloom jewelry disappoint your kids buy the most luxurious space property in space www.buymoonland.net buy some moodland today
0: we last week we talked about gimlet remember how gimlet got bought by spotify which i think is a lot of money 230 mil that's a lot that's a big evaluation that's a big price tag on gimlet which is funny that uh gimlet was a uh, gimlet was the favorite drink of our main character, in Maniac, my Gimlet, um, <laughs> <laughs> my Ernie. So Gimlet is a like a family of podcasts, like a network in a way, kind of like Death Squad and and NPR and Gimlet Media, twenty five podcasts, all comedy podcasts. Yeah, so it's twenty five. It is very NPR ish, and uh, I had never listened to any of them, but we got a little listener mail uh, from from Charlie. Charlie wrote into. The show, and he said, Definitely listen to Gimlet Podcast. Reply all can be really interesting as their reporters investigate things you normally wouldn't think to question beyond a basic Google search. Yet they keep questioning until they uncover the underlying truth. An excellent example of this is the episode 102 Long Distance, Parts 1 and 2. And so, and he also said, uh, Give it a listen, loving Road Soda. So thank you so much for loving road soda but we totally went and listened to reply all and we listened to that episode specifically
2: that actually hit me like right as i was going to work i read uh, as i was leaving work one day and i was just in the i just finished something and i was just getting into my car thinking what am i going to listen to and i got that and i went well that seems like perfect timing and i started listening and thank you again for the for the review there but uh I started listening to it, and I was like, I don't know. It was kind of npr at The beginning, it started really slow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be one that I'm into. And I, but I gave it like the 10 minutes, and I'm driving anyway, so you're not going to right. pick one or whatever. Very quickly picked up. I liked what was going. Then immediately I started going, well, Isaiah is going to love this. I get yeah. it.
0: It's interesting, uh, Charlie, that you that was the episode you told us told us to listen to because of how much scam thing we've gone scam stuff we've gone through in the show. Like we've done the psychic mail order scam. Uh, we've done we've had people uh, emailing us in our Road Soda email account that are just horrific scams, and they're really persistent and they keep changing their story and it's pretty fun to continue working through that. This one is it's he answers a... Ro- uh, the investigator answers a robo-call, right? And it says... Have you ever had those before? Where it says your your PC is being compromised? Have you I've, ever had those? I've
2: not had that before. We've, I mean, I get a ton of bullshit calls. We've
0: had those before. I, I've answered the phone here at this house, and my dad is... I've heard my parents at times speaking on the phone with these people, and they say your 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 new your Dell whatever or your, your Apple whatever is being compromised. Um... You know, press whatever to speak with somebody, and then you you press that button. And somebody, hello, yes, your your computer compromised. Okay, okay, hello,
2: my name is Michael.
0: Yeah, my name is Michael, <laughs> and I see that your computer is compromised. Okay, and so they go through the whole thing, and but what end of what 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 they do
2: is then they take remote access, uh, the remote control of your computer. That was fucking hilarious when they talked about the remote access. So they they remote access, and they just open up the the com- have you open up your, your command, command window. Yeah. And then they remote... Well, no, they remote. That's right. They remote. Then they open up the command prompt. Then they minimize it so they can fuck it. So you can't it. see what they're typing up? And then when they reopen it, they, they've typed something in like, your computer has been compromised. Apple software, very bad. Or yeah, whatever. they just
0: type it in. And Because
2: obviously the people that this is going to work on, that is only going to amp it up. The people that it's not going to work... That's not going to make or break it for anyone, but it is going to amp it up for someone mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know, this thing... Honey, seems like it's bad. What have you been doing on the computer? Where's Bobby? Right. And then exactly. they amp it up. And people spend, you know, what was the... The amount was like 400 it was like, bucks. Yeah, 200, three 300
0: bucks. So then you, they go, see, you have a... and Really, there's, they just typed it in. They just made it up. And then it pumps up. And then they go, see, you have a Trojan in your computer. And then they uh, they go, okay,
2: well, what do we do now? And he goes, well, give us... You, know, you have to buy this protection software and we'll install it on your computer. And they have these phony bullshit sites where actually... So we're, we're kind of going to go out of order for a second. But they said... The impetus for this this thing actually was they had some technician tools or websites or whatever to help people with like PC slowdown, and it wasn't business wasn't working enough is what they've gathered, mm-hmm. and then they said, well fuck it, let's just freak people out so that they have to come to our site. Let's just do that, and then they probably stopped even doing much with the fucking actual site because right. these people are idiots anyway, and they're never gonna. Know what's going on to actually use the service. So let's just focus on the fucking scam. Let's just keep scamming them. fucking. Tricks. So yeah,
0: it was it did take place over in uh, so they said ninety percent of all that scam stuff happens in happens ha- is, India. Is based out of India. And they, um, so that was the whole episode. The whole episode was was them doing in an investigation on this particular phone call, what company did it come from? Who are these people? And the whole uh, story of them eventually, surprisingly going
2: actually going to India. And confronting, and confronting, the confronting dudes. this dude. Although it was more like they went and then were like, shit, we're like in India, we're gonna meet these guys. These guys aren't fucking around. Right. This is not like half ass scam. It seemed like these guys were pretty hardcore. Because they bumped into a woman in India who's like a reporter trying yeah. to uncover these things from there and she she saw some things where she was like this seems even more yeah these guys are next level shit she yeah, like, she
0: did she's like the one who did the the original write up on this stuff like made this huge article in some huge publication over in India and um, the new york indian times i believe it yeah so called. she's she, yeah okay <laughs> so she <laughs> the which is just indian. the just the new york times so she was in so she's in deep in the shit and uh, so she's got a pretty good perspective on that stuff, and the kind of things this company in particular, like they finally get to the, it's it's kind of a long, long-winded way to explain it. I'm not gonna explain it, but just the aspects, the the things that they were, the hoops they were jumping through to make it look like they weren't a business, like being they were actually in operation during certain hours, but they had the gates down and everything to make it look like it was closed. And uh, those, yeah, she was. Like, I
2: love the the angle that she found to get in. Was they still have to hire people to, to work on the scam. So she applied to an ad. Yeah, when they
0: got there, they couldn't find the address to the place. Yeah. They, couldn't, they could not find the address to, to the place, and the guys wouldn't give it to them. The guys were telling them, it's closed down. You don't have to worry. No more, buddy. Don't worry. It's closed. It's, we don't do it no more. Right? And then, but they didn't believe that.
2: So they couldn't, and so they hired her to get the address. So my take on it was that that guy, what was the guy's name that he had the most contact with? He called him Alex, but he had a different name, right? Al, um, no, Alex was. Yeah, it was the. It was a fake name. Oh, Camille. Camille. Yeah. So, Kamal. Kamal. Well, Kamal. or... Kamal. Kamal. Yeah. So well, so he's he's just calling the shit out of this place to try and get more information over and over and over. He kind of puts some stuff together. At some point, they realize it's him, so he has to get a little bit more tricky. Uh, but eventually. They And also his producer and, and him, they're doing some research to kind of look into the company, to look into the place. They did a good job of uncovering stuff. I mean, that's these are guys whose full-time job it is to develop this type of shit. Mm-hmm. So they, they put their time in, and they had some breaks, and they found a guy named Kamal something was they thought was like the ringleader of this thing. Mm-hmm. So then he started saying, "Where's I want to speak with Kamal, I want to speak with Kamal. Finally, he gets a guy on the phone, and it was one of the first guys he talked to uh originally when he started trying to get some info and that guy said yeah i am kamal and he was like holy shit and then he's like we saw this we saw that other info in other um evidence that we came across seemed to indicate this guy was kamal Mm -hmm. then they found out later this guy was maybe like the right hand man of the boss and he was just trying to keep the heat off the thing because obviously some white dude who should be you know trying to get a possum to bite him, or whatever. And, and <laughs> Petting he,
0: a possum drunk he, in a back alley. Is
2: is clogging up their time. They're making money on these scams. It's a, it's a numbers game. You make 10,000 calls a day, eight people are going to do it, 400 bucks a pop, whatever. And so he just wanted to keep the heat off. But then, he, and then he he went so far as to pretend like he had dropped out of the business and he moved back to a rural area where he was from. And then everyone was supposed to play along with that. They They really did a good job of like, Rallying to like get rid of this guy and took it super serious mm-hmm. to the and then he went so far to be casual to say you should come to a visit make a make visit to Farn when I come and he was like and then you hear the NPR music and the NPR intonation and in t- and I knew we were gonna go to India and then they yep. they take a trip it's like you tell me and yeah.
0: then he's like yeah he's like he'll never call that bluff he'll never come to India
2: yep and then he showed up and they were like fuck this Shit. guy is here we don't need this type of heat mm-hmm. and um... Then they looked around. It was very easy to deflect these guys because at the end of the day, they weren't Kojak and fucking Magnum PI. Now they're like they kind of
0: schlubby white guys from New York who complain and bitch about being
2: in another country and are like, "It was It, rem- hot. it reminded it me hot. of how I would be in India because they were like the producer, uh, the producer and the main guy went, and the other guy stayed back. The other voice guy stayed back. Mm-hmm. So. The producer guy is, like, telling the third guy how this guy was. He was like, he was kind of a bitch. Yeah. He was like, we had to go back to the Starbucks every 30 minutes because the guy was, like, not able to deal with it. And I was like, yeah, that would be me, dude. I'm not fucking out there, like, sweating my balls up. But he was ragging on the guy at such a granular level. It was awesome. He was like, he can't even, like, walk around. He was, like, tripping over stumbling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome.
2: (laughs) This podcast... We we've kind of ruined this episode for you, maybe. Yeah, we ruined it. But it is very, it was very interesting. I definitely will listen to more.
0: Actually, I think there's some really cool, interesting, uh, fun parts to it that we didn't talk about that I think you would really enjoy. Like, yeah, little, little kind totally of funny things. things. Yeah, we, I think you 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 could still listen to it and get a lot out of it. But it was yeah. a good. I think it's a good podcast. And thank you for for the recommendation. It's obviously a much bigger podcast. We understand now why Spotify bought the whole network of Gimlet if they're trying to become like this big podcast producer not just a host or a directory which is fucking genius the fact that Spotify is doing this because uh, Apple Podcasts isn't doing this none of these other people are doing this They and they are wanting to be the Netflix of podcasts so that's what they're going to start doing is is giving tools and supporting the creators as well so they can become like a network which I think is genius but you said something about recommending a couple of podcasts
2: yourself yes you know what i did want to recommend a couple uh there was one uh, hold on a sec here i think i was gonna mention before it was a country podcast country music podcast which is like I'm cool not a, I'm, right let's do it i know but the the, the singer songwriter david allen Coe was kind of a bigger name in the 70s for country his son tyler mahan co has this podcast he started it last year to decent fanfare. It it didn't wasn't like a slow start thing, like The New Yorker did an article. Like if you're not watching listening to this, you should be like a month into the thing. And so he's done like, I don't know, 20 some, some odd episodes. It's very well researched, very informative. He picks one angle of something to do with country music, whether I, I love the mix of it, of he's talking about the music to the point where he was explaining like what overtones you are. You almost
0: like Country music. When you listen to this guy talk about it, he, you almost want to listen to country
2: music. He builds it as, if you like country, you'll definitely like this stuff. But if you don't like country, come listen. And the it was recommended to me by a couple of people, and I got into it, and I was like, he is really good. The one he does, I, I was just recommending this specific one to you, the one he does about the Leuven Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's a 50s country band, two dudes that came out of dirt poor poverty, and like, who cares? Dude, turn it on. This fucking guy sucks you the fucking is It's awesome. I definitely re- recommend Cocaine and Rhinestones.
0: I'm going to listen to Cocaine and Rhinestones and bring it back and talk
2: about it. And then I also wanted to... There was What one, episode is it called? Um, it was The Leuven Brothers. The Leuven Brothers. Cocaine and Rhinestone. Cocaine the, and Rhinestones The of the Leuven podcast. Brothers. The Leuven Brothers app. Uh, but I honestly suggest starting from the beginning because they're all pretty fucking good. Well-researched and just fun stuff. And he just sucks you in. And then... Um, I had talked recently about Guys We Fucked with those two comedians. I've listened to a couple of them now. It's a good podcast. I enjoy that. I'll be listening to that regularly. I listened to one where they had Fran Drescher as their guest, and I know she's much older now and kind of off to the side order. That's pretty... It's still a pretty big poll. And they're like traveling comedians. They're super open. Like, for me, it's like awkward how open they are about their sex lives and their, like, what they did yesterday or what they've been doing or whatever. And like, you know, it's funny. They're talking about, like, their boyfriends and stuff and, like, bringing it right into the bedroom and all that. It, it, that's the most interesting part to me is how truly transparent these two women are they're, with their lives. They're comedians. They're out there. Yeah, girls shouldn't be talking that openly. I mean, goddamn it's not going really, to help you get husbands beating the really whores like that. fucking gross.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it's, it's a fun podcast. I think you like it. And then one last I want to mention, which is done now, which I didn't know. If I say the name Lisa Ann to you, what does that mean? Do you know who Lisa Ann is?
0: Is that a porn
2: star? Yes.
0: Was she on? It uh, was. She's it got was, her own podcast. She had in, her own podcast. In in vagina, which, is
2: that what it's called? No. Vagina. I sing, vagina Mons. I Icing My Pounded Box is what it should have been called. Icing My But instead bo- she went with The Lisa Ann Experience, which pisses me off. I just looked at it today because I wanted to It's actually a Joe Rogan spin-off. It's a Joe Rogan spin A Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> she, she, she will help you get your vaginal performance up 10%. Just a couple of pills, free sample, call in now. The Lisa Ann Experience only did 55 eps. It ended in December. And I was going to mention, go back to the beginning of the catalog, like the first 8 or 10 apps, But for some reason, only like the last 12 are still available, which is wicked annoying. Why does that happen? Is it that big of a deal to host an extra 30 episodes? It just depends on where or how she was hosting it. Is she hosting it in her filthy vagina? Is that why she had so many I think there's space? more space in her vagina for, for than 55 Touché. episodes. Right? Touché. <laughs> for whatever reason, and I never listened to any of the back, but I listened to like the first 10. One of my favorite things from any of the 10 that I listened to was she had, she had porn stars come on as her guests, and she was talking about how difficult life can be for a porn star before she's going to do like a hardcore anal shoot. You told me about this. Yes. Like, like, don't eat for the whole day. Don't eat for the whole day, and you got to do all this, you know, and you got to obviously, like, get in there and forensically clean your asshole. There's going to be, like, a movie camera up there. And she said, then you get out of the shoot, and she was like, every time, after an anal, right over to Carl's Jr., and just totally eat whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, that is some type of Carl's Jr. commercial.
0: It is. Have you ever seen the commercial (laughs) where it's like, they just have these smoking hottest broads on tv and they're eating a carl's jr like they would never fucking eat that like those are the carl's jr's commercials like the biggest gnarliest burger being
2: held by the person that would never hold little a, little tiny right perfect little platinum blonde whatever you they just look oh, whatever you're there. into greg did you use? just finish an anal shoot too and she's got ketchup smeared all over her face <laughs> awesome. yeah ketchup but that so that podcast is done but it was definitely worth catching one and um you know, I want to I want to be able to bring up other podcasts from time to time and make suggestions. And I love getting suggestions from people. Uh, obviously, Charlie's was awesome. That hit right on the on the head. And we've gotten others. And uh, you know, please keep sending them in, and we'll help. Absolutely, Probably. and uh, yeah, from we're of course all, from
0: time to time, always going to try to find these smaller podcasts, more in the pool where we are to tell you guys about. Because who the fuck else is going to find those? But if you have any of those suggestions. Send them to roadsodamail at gmail.com.
2: roadsodamail at gmail.com.
0: This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Tits and Grits, the breakfast-serving strip club. Tits and Grits! When the bar shut down, we open up
3: everything. Tits and Grits!
0: Our doors, breakfast, buffet, bar, and much, much more.
3: Tits and Agrees!
0: The best breakfast restaurant you've been waiting for.
3: Tits and Agrees!
0: Unrivaled girls and unmatched prices.
3: Tits and Agrees!
0: Eat through your drunk until you spunk.
3: Tits and Agrees!
0: The only thing that can make a titty bar better is bacon. Tits and a Every morning from 2 to noon, we'll see you there. Tits and a I was doing a little uh, research. Or not research, I was doing some editing and things for the podcast, and I was putting stuff together for our sponsors. You know, the sponsors give us notes and they give us reads and they give us music to do it and they give us samples so they give us which we samples enjoy. yeah so we have to yeah oh yeah tits and grits baby so yeah. what happened was i got this tits and grits read and i now have to build and make the tits and grits ad and i gotta do this whole thing for popco you know and so i'm online and i'm, I'm just researching tits and grits and, and and uh tits and grits popco bought the popco bought the strip club tits and grits it went out of business and so it was just wide open territory they went in and they bought it so I was looking it up I wanted to see what the old strip club looked like so I was googling tits and grits it was just, just
2: like- called grits I remember it and I was like <laughs> you guys put tits in there and they went What are you, are you the fucking pro are you the pro and here they are they're out of business what they're the fuck do I know right just Grits? No one even knew there was tits in You're there. You're talking about Just Grits. Oh, yeah, right. I'm talking about the other one, Just, just grits. grits. I'm, I'm talking about right the, the, the strip
0: club that it, that was in Charlotte, North Carolina, called Tits and Grits. It did. It opened up...
2: I was thinking of Just Grits. Just which Grits. Is, which was different. It <laughs> they was did have club. Gr- Betty did But act. I said, people keep coming in and asking for breakfast, and they see naked chicks, and they run out. I'm like, you guys no. got it all wrong. They didn't fucking listen to they me. They just didn't get it. I think it was just bad branding. Um, so... <laughs>
0: So the the strip club it was you know breakfast you'd come in they didn't serve any alcohol or anything but it was a strip club and so as soon as the bars closed you you would go to uh, tits and grits and you'd have a breakfast buffet just drunk as shit and you would just sober up and watch you know titty dancers and eat um, because that's what you want you want
2: a naked chick shaking her bush right in your face. Why are you cutting into a fucking eggs Benedict? Eggs Benedict. The only thing that can make you drunken, by the way.
0: Yes. And so I'm, I'm, so I'm looking up. Just I'm, I'm searching through, and I, and somehow I found. Uh, I, I see this picture, right? And I'm gonna show Greg the picture. I'm gonna post all of this. Uh, along with the show so on the facebook page so if you want to follow us on the facebook page it's at road Soda podcast and then that way you could see what i'm seeing what we're seeing but i just see this picture it's like a weird cartoony kind of drawing and i was like oh, it looks like and when i saw this picture i go someone in like high school who's just learning how to do this kind of art made a picture of themselves right like
2: semi-realistic it's not terrible better than i could do it's just
0: really simplistic lines to make like a self-portrait the guy's wearing aviators and green shirt and kind of got harry's little uh
2: like just some white guy i guess i don't know and now see it would be the next level i think if that dude was doing a self-portrait because sometimes people know how to do those lines to make a person right he's i
0: don't think yeah i I don't think he's making like a self-portrait but he took a picture of himself and he was like Practicing
2: with whatever style this is by making. Okay, like, turning that, that picture because I'm thinking maybe that even could be a guy that just knows how to make lines that look like a person and it just happens to be the same round looking dude over and over and over over again. and over it's just like the same and drawing if, he, he if, always if makes. that is actually for a picture I have much more respect for the artist because that, that's easily someone that could have just fucked with lines well, away. That's I'm going to tell you this
0: I'm going to tell you this right now we're not going to answer that question at all <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what that question. The question
2: is, is tits or grits. In fact, in fact,
0: depends on what time of day it is. That's the answer. I'm gonna. The answer is tits and grits. And I'm going to continue. This is not going to answer any. There's no questions will be answered. Is I'm just gonna to continue to generate. So get more. that right out of your
2: mind. No questions at all be answered. So I'm
0: looking and I see that picture. You know, you gotta imagine I'm looking at Google search, right? Uh, and I type in tits and grits, and I go to images. And I'm, going, I'm looking through the images, and I see this image. So I'm going to
2: show you. You're thinking like either a, it's Tits like a, or Grits is coming up. But, but no, it's this, guy, this dude. It's this
0: picture. It's this like picture. So I click on it, and then I see underneath it said... Steven Tits and Grits. From, Actually, from you're, you're really close. You're really close. <laughs> it said, Claude the Bovine Turbo Grease Loaf is what it said. You know what? <laughs> right? And and then under that, it said, speefnarkle.com.
2: Okay. <laughs> Speefnarco
1: I just love to hear
2: it. Okay, so i to That's a great website actually by the way, tits and Grits Tits and Grits So uh
0: and and then I clicked, I'm like, well I, I got a visit website. Remember
2: moments ago when he said no questions will be answered. We're not even stopping because oh, no, so far I've just questions <laughs> and, and now well quit,
0: Pocket your questions and I hope you got Jinko jean <laughs> size pockets because you're gonna need them in this. Uh, so tits. So this is when I clicked on the article or sorry when I clicked on the picture because you know when you go to Google Images and the picture comes up. He says visit website. You can go with actual to the website where the image is being pulled. So I go I so visit visit website please. <laughs> Alright? And I get to this I get to speefnarkel.com and it's uh the and it's like an an article I think and it says tits and grits, the grand reopening, okay? And then it's that picture, and underneath the picture it does say so it says Claude the Bovine Turbo Grease Loaf, And it's it's written such that it would be like his name is Claude Turbo Grease Loaf, but the bovine would be like his wrestling name, you know what I mean? So it would be like okay, Dwayne the so it, we're, like. Dwayne. Let me believe
2: his last name is Turbo Grease Loaf, right? Which I personally think it would be better if it was Turbo Grease. Is it spelled like phonetically like Turbo Grease Loaf, or is it Turbo Grease Loaf?
0: No, it's spelled phonetically like exactly T U R B O G R E A S E. All right, so that's not
2: phonetically because Turbo Grease Loaf would be like. T-U-R Turbo Grease Loaf like, Right, right no, no. It would be, It's but not but a Russian It's those three words Turbo Grease together. Loaf No, okay. no
0: This is Turbo Grease Loaf And which I personally think Because it's obviously made up name well, I personally think That it'd be better as Turbo Grease Or Grease Loaf Or Turbo Loaf Any of those things I think the two Anyway I don't know if you want to hang out With a guy
2: whose nickname is Turbo Loaf I'm just saying Well his name is You mean the bovine? Are you talking the, about the bovine? The bovine? Turbo <laughs> Loaf? Dude, I was with him And he said he was going to take a shit And I said Wait a minute. He was like, I'm already done. I'm already done. That's why they call him the Turbo Loaf. So I the Turbo Grease Loaf. The Turbo Grease Loaf. The, the Bovine. Yes. All right. So if you're stretching that hard to come up with a nickname, you are a limited person. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. Well,
0: Greg, let's read the article. So I go, what am I looking at? I'm obviously generating, quite, my mind is generating as many questions as yours are, I'm sure, listening to this. So then I go to read. I go, well, what am I looking at? Ready? Here we go. They came, and, and again, so the name of the article was ter, uh, Tits and Grits, The Grand Reopening. <clears throat> they came from the hills in packs of 20 or 30 to see the new brothel. It wasn't operational yet, but that didn't stop the working girls from earning a living. Madame Beatrice had gone to the city to pick up last minute items for the grand reopening. Her number one chode buster, Merlinda. <sighs> <laughs> Choadbuster. Put that in your vernacular.
2: When I don't want to you, the you know chode, what, I check for the turbo loaf.
0: Merelda is the number one Choadbuster. And uh Merelda was busy testing the reinforced beds with a local carpenter, Pud Boyle. <laughs> his name is Pud Boyle. Uh let's continue reading guys. Old man Flaccid Wang. That's his name. Old man Flaccid Wang owned the liquor store across the street. He was looking forward to the increased business when the brothel opened. His assistant, Claude the Bovine Turbo Grease Loaf. Enter the fucking bovine. You here he is. Here he is, guys. Uh, his assistant, Claude the Bovine Turbo Grease Loaf, was looking forward to getting his fuckle on during lunch break.
2: Is Since- that is that F U C K L E? Yes fuckle okay yeah get his okay. fuckle
0: on yeah uh-huh you yeah you're are you like the champion of a spelling bee because i just
2: was curious that's how i would spell fuckle if i ever had the that's use. how i
0: always have had spelled fuckle, fuckle. is that an expression <laughs> that you're familiar with fuckle get my fuckle on no uh get his fuckle on during lunch break since the brothel wasn't open yet claude was taking his passions out on grapefruits behind the grocery store <laughs> So now you can imagine nobody Turbo fucks, Greasloaf. Nobody fucks grapefruits. Like Turbo Greasloaf fucks you grapefruits. You can't fuck a grapefruit, dude. Turbo <laughs> Greasloaf can fuck a grapefruit. That's why. <laughs> a lot of things you can fuck. A grapefruit. One of them. All right, so <laughs> let's continue reading. The people from the hills gathered in front of the brothel and started chanting, tits and grits, tits and grits. Merelda walked out. Yeah. Uh, it's all, it's all coming together? No? Not yet? Okay. Alright. <laughs> Merelda walked out the, the balcony with one teat exposed and a huge bowl of yesterday's grits. She pressed her boob onto the grits and then hucked them into the crowd.
2: That is very unappetizing on several levels.
0: It doesn't end there. They went berserk. and
2: <laughs> I feel like your reading has turned into the guy... From, you know the guy from the news stories. What, the what guy news? that wants to get on the, the Arby's guy. Arby's guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell <me>
0: that. <laughs> Well, I'm, that's just the voice you use when you're no, reading an important this, thing. this
2: is the voice. I just, I Everyone to put uses
0: that, out. that voice. What is the place? What, isn't there like a town where like all the news anchors are like, there's like this one accent that all news anchors use are like late night guys. It's like somewhere in Indiana. It's like a really specific, like it's the most generic middle american language and that's what they use on like tv and that's like anyway um
2: that's interesting that would make sense you didn't know that that? would be like a certain latitude longitude that would be like just the the most general yeah even keeled it's yeah
0: they went berserk and climbed up the because you know why they went berserk she put her tit in the grit grits on a tit grit tits in the grits they went berserk and climbed up the poles onto the balcony one of them grabbed Merelda and took her to a private suite. The rest of them pulled their puds out and stuffed them into the electric sockets. Cla- does it doesn't. There's one more paragraph. Let's continue. We're wait. almost there, guys. You're almost, We're almost there. Claude ran over and broke down the front door. He yelled at the top of his voice, Where's the fucking grits? And then he took a shit in the oven... He turned it to three fifty degrees and set the timer for forty-seven minutes.
2: The turbo loaf, the turbo. Loaf. That is a kid. <laughs> <The turbo. laughs> that is a kid in high school who is. I'm gonna exactly tell you who this kid is. Wait, what do you who what
0: kid is? Kid in high school wait, who the, who what kid is.
2: The author of that author web of article. Oh okay. yes. Ready
0: for this? I'd love to hear oh. I'd love to know what you because if you think for a second my investigation stopped with the end
2: of that article, you're out of your fucking I courts. can't even wanna... wait to get it corroborated. <laughs> that is a kid, seventeen or eighteen, who lived near Tits and Grits. When they closed, this article was spawned. Because he has no idea what the fuck is going on at a place called Tits and Grits. Clearly, with that synopsis of events, the kid has no fucking idea. I was, it made me think of Steve Carell from the Forty Year Old Virgin when they were like, "You know what tits feel like? It's like?" Oh, they were like hot bags of sand. Yeah, like bags of sand.
3: <laughs> bags of sand. <laughs> bags and that kid, of
2: sand. That kid is a English major.
0: English major.
2: He was an English major okay. within. A 20-minute drive of Tits and Grits. Okay. I don't think he ever set foot on the property.
0: And you're talking about the guy that wrote
2: this? The guy that wrote that. Claude. You think it's Claude? You think the
0: guy that works at the liquor store across the street
2: is the author? No, I think whoever the author was, I don't know what his exact name was. I
0: imagine because the Google search
2: brought him up, his name was Bobby Tits and Grits.
0: Right. Well, the article was called Tits and Grits, The Grand Reopening. And right, so, that's so maybe why the, that's and why. Then the, it came and then out. the photo attached to the art to this article, this story, was a picture of Claude the bovine Turbo Grease loaf.
2: I don't think the kid was no, because the kid is a high school kid. He doesn't want to put himself out there. So that picture is not him. It's not him. Okay. Okay. That's his imagination, maybe, of who he would be if he was, if he the was Turbo Grease old, loaf old enough and he was in there and again. he worked
0: at a liquor store, fucking grapefruits, waiting for Tits and Grits to reopen. Yes
2: now corroborate my story you tell me what is what did the research turn up
0: what did the research turn up so I start surfing around on this website alright and it's a bunch of articles like this one I didn't read anymore I immediately went because I thought that might have been like a podcast because I saw things that said it might be a podcast and I was like interesting and then I went I was like well what is what is com? right that
2: is a great name by the way it, it is it's so fucking <laughs> shitty it's great <laughs>
0: It's Spief no, Narkel. it's no two words that makes up a fucking word, and it's really fun to say. So I start surfing around on this thing, and it's like these people, these it's and and it's just a website. Reverend Spieth is dedicated to just making great content.
2: Whether it makes you here, I'll you know what? Oh, you're gonna go to SpiethNargle.com. The landing I'm
0: gonna, page. I, I'm gonna go to their to their landing. Their landing page here we're going to look at speefnarkle.com from, from the inside I'm going to tell you I'm going to go to their about page for you okay
2: I imagine by the way this page has not been updated since 2015
0: is that is that what your the that's date that's what I guess that's your okay that's your date All right.
2: January 2016 January 20 oh you upped it December 2015 so I can okay so you're
0: Netflix. right on the edge you're gambling man I tell I know why you're doing that I'm still in 2015 on the better half Ready? Spiefnarkle is dedicated to creating original mind-blasting entertainment for normal people like you and me. With the massive influx of bland cookie-cutter product being churned out by other mainstream channels, Spiefnarkle's mission to create truly original material that is both funny and thought-provoking is like a breath of fresh tang blast in land ma- to the land mammals who demand quality entertainment. We are constantly driven by our motto If it doesn't make you want to maul your ballsack to shreds or crap your lungs out laughing, then it's not worth viewing. So that's the kind of stuff that we're right. That definitely Spief,
2: sounds like exactly the guy I was mentioning.
0: It does. I, I don't know about exactly. Speef Narcoff was founded in 1997 by Reverend Spieff <laughs> Narcoff. All right,
2: <Spief> that. <laughs> I, I guess I, if I had known when Tits and Grits had actually closed down, so maybe Let that me, would have given me a better. So
0: then I found out that the arms. I, I, then I found out that they had a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, you're on it. You're on beef narco. Oh, I'm locked into this beef narco now. Then I found out they had a YouTube channel, right? And so I went.
2: 2014. They do have a podcast.
0: So I didn't get to. Like, I didn't get to listen because I went right to video. I, te- I need video. They have videos uploaded on their YouTube channel that are 12 years old, 12 years old, and have 300 views, and I'm watching them right i'm watching a video that's 12 years old and has 300 fucking views and i'm like wow i there's something for <laughs> there's something fucking... to... isn't that just i was like i was like who am i gonna connect with who am i gonna go out and find who's like hey have you seen that speef narkle mustache 47 video <laughs> what are you fucking talking about it's <laughs> mustache 47. what do you
2: think of the videos what was? Would... tell me about the video
0: As jarring and as fucking sporadic and out of your skull as the article I just read you. It's a group of guys who have to be like in their early 20s, ranging to their fucking 40s, who have this like group, this weird group where they're making videos and they're writing these articles and I guess doing a podcast up to up to 2014.
2: They're from North Carolina, obviously, right near where Tits and Grits closed down.
0: I do. You're really latched on to this, like he, as if he, it's as if it's out of the the realm of possibility that he just combined the two words. That's on his true. Own. Look
2: at the. You're right. The archive is like <laughs> from 2003 to 2012, fourteen
0: of Holy articles. Fuck. Yeah, I think these guys. So the reason I know, dude, I watched one. They have this video, these this series called uh, Mustache Forty Seven, right? Where it's it's like this. It's supposed to be this this like show kind of thing. That takes place. You got you got fucking turbo grease loaf up, I see, huh? That takes what the place. Fuck am
1: I, looking at?
0: I don't know. That's what I'm asking myself. And I and I hope everyone else asks or something. We gotta I'm, look at this. We're
2: gonna look at this in more. Detail. We gotta look at
0: this in more detail. De- and we gotta reach out to these guys is what we have to do. We have to reach out to these guys, contact them, see if we can speak with one of these guys because this this is this is some interesting stuff. so they have this this show, right? On um YouTube uh, on YouTube and, they, and like, they, yeah they so it's like twelve years old and they're posting. What's these, the show called? It's called Mustache Forty Seven.
2: Mustache Forty Seven,
0: and they made like seven episodes, and it's about it's about these beings that are living in like in a mustache, right? That's the, as much as I can gather. But then as also while watching all these guys, there it's it's so erratic and surreal, like the kind of thing they're going to, almost like a, a um, almost like a Tim and Eric kind of thing but also like just even more strange like there's I'm pretty sure they're high on some like LSD or mushrooms or something. Because even one the
2: point, guy running the camera is like.
0: At one point, they showed the close-up of these guys' faces, and they had saucer dish fucking pupils. And I'm like, yeah, these guys are fucking out of their mind. There's, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. They're not on fucking mushrooms right now or something. So, but then, then in one episode, in walks this guy, and it's like some of the lowest like it's stuff that I used to make in middle school and high school with my friends, just. You know, no you, offense,
2: beef narcolepsy. No, exp- no, exp-
0: no, yeah, exactly. No offense, dude. You, That's the not grind- a shot
2: at all. As much as it might sound like a shot through your fucking mushroom pupil, <laughs> fucking enhanced fucking situation. But honest, to be honest, it
0: probably did something to what they were doing. It probably made it like it probably gave it that extra edge. But dude, this guy comes in, and he's like a good actor it's really strange and hes you can tell he's like he's got to be one of the guy's dads or like someone they know from a bar or something but he's like definitely older and he comes in and he's probably there's no way they have a script right now there's no fucking way he's just going off the cuff like he knows what he's supposed to be saying in the general direction and he's just saying it but he's fucking selling it he's supposed to be like the precinct like head of the precinct with the mustache and he's like guys we're cutting back and like he's, he's like good at acting but it's also in the face of, like, the cr- the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I have no idea. And I'm going to post all this attached to the episode, attached to this. So you can you guys can go to Spiefnarkle. You can go to their YouTube channel. You can see what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I'm not going to stop until... Someone from narkle is on this fucking podcast, and we can get to the fucking the bottom of fuck? it. I'm saying it right now. We're getting to the bottom of fucking narkle and I hope we'll have to use our Popco connections. Our sure Popco, Popco connections related to the Popco, I'm, not, I'm not. not positive that Popco doesn't also run <laughs> narkle Is what I'm trying to say.
2: So yeah, narkle
3: Millennial
0: Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Welcome back to Millennial Book Club.
2: You you are really proud of that song. I love the theme song to the yeah. NBC. I would love to get feedback on it. I've talked to a couple people where I elicited the feedback, and you know, usually you get, well, right. yeah, it's okay. It doesn't totally suck, but I would love to hear somebody say. I'd also love to hear if someone could tell us what that song is. Yeah, I wonder if people know what the song is. It wasn't a huge song, but it was for people of a certain age. Right. Well,
0: I that would be fun to see to see if uh, people can guess that. So we are back with the Millennial Book Club. This we uh, for this assignment, this week's assignment seventy seven
2: was Maniac again. Ass end of Maniac. Ten episodes. We did the first couple. On the first app, right? Yeah, I would say it was the first couple. I had seen a few, but Mm -hmm. I think we really just kind of talked about opening thoughts in the first couple Mm apps. Then it got, you know, then we got down into it. You finished it. I finished it. Finished all 10. All 10. Interesting uh, variety of times, lengths, right? Usually on something like that, you get 22 minutes or 28 minutes or 46. Are you talking about the length of each
0: episode?
3: Right? It was kind of.
0: Like 40 to 50. It
2: was anywhere between 24 and I think there was one that was an hour. Really? Yeah, dude. They were. Like, I didn't know they fluctuated. Oh, you don't know. Once you get into a time zone, a, dude, a Netflix time no. whoa, whoa. tunnel, they totally made it. Just it says a... next one, go. Next they... one, go. Oh, he's already on two, and it just starts speed loading. Before you know it, you right. If you flip one on and you can, it's almost like it tells you, like, I don't know. Did he really like that first app? And it says, "We'll give you ten seconds to think about." Then it. it's Sometimes... like five. But once you start binge watching it's just like it, go, go, go. Go, baby! Before I, you know I feel it, like you're, you're only coming. Even, like, two to or three seconds. Episode
0: event. ten is coming and you're sweating
2: yeah then it gets to like app five and then it's like are you still watching all right just fucking check just checking man keep going speed load so Ooh. yeah they were weird times there some of them were really short and some of them were over 40 i'm gonna look it up while we're talking just because i did specifically note that and i know that the, I, I remember there's a chunk like six through nine where it's like 24 to like mm-hmm. 46 and they're just all over the map kind of like whatever they wanted, to which i like because I let's was, face it, it, if you land right on 44 minutes every time, there's a bunch of shit in there. Mm-hmm. Or you're cutting something good out, because it's not going to fit, right. put it in the next one. When you're just like, that's it. How long is it? 11 minutes. Fuck you. Was, Masterpiece. Going with it. Exactly, man.
0: And I think it would be cooler if a, more shows did that. I mean, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee does the same thing. If one of those interviews is really good, he'll do a two-parter. I think it was the Jimmy Fallon he did two parts. But then some of them are like 10 minutes. It's just, this is the best shit. And I like that. It's um, but the
2: you think it's kind of the Wild West frontier of Netflix, to like just doing its own thing that allows stuff like that to just happen. I with think no they questions? just have a lot of data from like YouTube, and YouTube is all over the place. It's just people are making things. Oh, that so you are think the directors like, all right, and then we're gonna no cut the numbers say eleven minutes. Next piece. No, go. I think
0: they just know that by giving it exactly instead of fitting into a time, they get more responsive. They're just putting out good shit, not like we have to do it this way because there's a formula. They're just they're trying to be not television but also not like youtube but and do you
2: think it's intentional or do you think it's like in this specific like no we're not doing them all 22 minutes no so, fucking some after i don't and shorter you think it's just
0: happening i think it's just happening i think they was there was a decision and then they went you know what some of these are going to be told in a better this long and some of them are going to be longer and like how do we feel about that and they're like you know what we're not restricted by a specific time anymore let's just that's how we should do it i think that's more of what it was but how do you feel about the actual show about Maniac. Let's I, talk, we're talking about Maniac here as far as uh,
2: our Millennial Book Club goes. And I enjoyed it. I, you know, so now that it's done, before I get into any of the details, the things I enjoyed the most, like, broadly, the Japanese, like, head assistant scientist. The girl? I don't know why I liked her. There was something that was so one degree off about her the whole time, and mm-hmm. it never got worse or better. Yeah. I love that. And it, she smoked the shit out of the whole every scene she was in and she got weird but never like it was all within character never if if she
0: would do something weird but then you would go you know I could see her doing that I could see the character doing that yeah yeah she did a good job of keeping it
2: believable and all that it's like she just screeched off the road but then immediately took a left and she was just driving in the corn 50 feet off the road. But you're like, you know,
0: she does that all the time. I've seen her do it. And it's like, yeah, that's where she belongs, <laughs> not on the road.
2: She's a, she's an odd duck.
0: And just, spoiler alert, right up front, before we say anything else. Jonah Hill dies. No, de- go ahead. Twice. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah, 100% spoiler alert. We're going to just talk about this with uh, complete disregard.
2: For and it's a lot, too. So mm-hmm. you're gonna. it's probably, I wish we added up the time of how much the 10 hours. I'm going to get that for you. It's, yeah, we I don't should know how I long the, the ten full. episodes
0: took? Because it was a long. I bet it's more like four hours, maybe four, four to five hours. What do you think? Yeah, I think at least four, maybe a, a little over five hours. Fire! Now, what was it? Who Julio, was it? gas up the Miata,
2: <laughs> dude. That is, there's is I've every I've seen since oh, I. Wait, so wait, wait, wait! I was listening to my favorite. My I was listening to my favorite aspects of it. That weird '80s vibe that they were so solid with throughout. Yeah. Gas up the Miata. Loved it. I loved I, it. Does, I don't know what... I guess they were trying to come from the 60s or like come from a period earlier and show you a future, right, a future 80s. Yeah. And I love that they picked the fucking 80s because it's such a cheesy time anyway. Mm-hmm. And the dire- and the show was kind of goofy. I don't want to say campy. Mm-mm. That's yeah. not the direction it went, but goofy in that same wait, way. Wait, wait, what's campy? <laughs> <laughs> And I also like that Justin Thoreau played such an odd duck. Also, he was so fucking because good. he was such a serious, big part of the show that I had watched. The leftovers. That's what I know him from. I think he's kind of a big deal actor, though. I think he's married to like a big deal actress. Uh huh. I can't think of who it is, but he's like up there. So for him to do this and to play such a weird dude that totally collapses at the end. I mean, fucking totally goes off the rails at the uh, end. Yeah. I think it, but
0: it's still in line from our first introduction to him. I mean, he, our first introduction to him is in an alternate, like, 3D, uh, uh, virtual reality, and he's, like, fucking a computer thing. So,
2: getting way into it, yeah.
0: I don't know if that's, like, you already know right from the beginning, and then he goes, his whole, his whole story arc is his, like, uh, uh disdain and splitting from his mother, and then literally killing, like, the clone of his mom in a way. Like, a that was very a funny angle. V- yeah, exactly. Very, um, it's it's funny it's interesting how steeped in like therapy and uh, psychiatry or psychology the whole thing is because that was his own personal story it's like he's literally killing an analog to his own mother at one point and so in doing that it made him he was blind he was blind he was literally blind <laughs> <of his> <laughs> until he did that and when he finally killed his mother it was like this uh, it was it was almost like he was going through the same experience that all the people in they're in the in the in the study we're going through by doing the pill C, like having to let go of something, like having to kill this entity of his mother within himself, or having to let go of your sister that had died, or whatever the other people. Well, were. absolutely. Yeah. I think
2: his character was supposed to be a parallel to what they were doing. Because the exactly. A B and P C pill, right. A was to identify what your issues were, B was to help you establish ways to mm-hmm. maybe beat them, and then C is the confrontation where you put those strategies into place and you're supposed to move forward. And it right. worked for some of the people and for him it did also because he killed his mother he that. killed
0: his mother but he wasn't in any kind of reality virtue i think that was really really interesting that he was mirroring his own story arc was mirroring everyone else's story
3: arc
2: yeah i liked it It was entertaining i loved the variety of the situations that they found themselves mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some of them were, were not my favorite like the one where they were in the seance house and i he, thought that i liked that one you like that one yeah Cause I like that one because
0: the uh, the Frankenstein thing with like the crystals coming off his neck was Robert the doctor. You, you, you knew that right? No, I don't. Remember so you know that. the doctor that just died, who's had the Japanese doctor yeah. that just died, who was having a love affair with the computer. Yeah. Well, the head of the that house... that was like her
2: husband or something or whoever like that was the right. So kid. the
0: head of the house. Is, who was that? The head of the house was the computer. Right, like head of the house was the computer, and right. she was in love with with the with that doctor, but he had died. So in oh, this right, reality, that in this died. reality, she was like this seance person. She like was keeping him alive, and That's she's like, "Who's that?" And she's like, "It's so." She's like, "Who's that?" She's like, "It's so hard to keep the things we've lost."
3: Right, and he's like.
0: He's like this animated robot with like a it's like a Frankenstein. He's got this helmet with
2: all these crystals on it.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they got him doing
2: the dance. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a terrible one. I think I really liked the one where they were like the I don't I didn't quite get what they were going for, but they the one where he's wearing the Oilers uh, jersey with the right where she convinces them that they have to go free the lemur the lemur. Yeah, with the Russian dudes, the weird Russian dude. Wendy the lemur. Wendy the lemur. Yeah. And do you know who Wendy
0: was supposed to? Uh, and then the the lady that owned that lemur. Yeah, was soon to be his sister in law that he wanted to run away with.
2: I didn't know he had a sister in law. They well,
0: it was the, it was his brother who's on trial. It was like his wife. I th- I didn't know if they were married yet oh, or not. Oh,
2: right, from the original, like his original backstory. Actual, actual, like, okay, yeah, yeah, they did a lot of.
0: Crossover with the recycling characters. recycling of- and
2: crossover of carrier characters,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just like Cloud Atlas, you it's, know. It, it had a little Cloud Atlas <laughs> thing going on, you know. But I liked it. I thought it was well done. They never forgot that they were trying to be entertaining, mm-hmm. and I think they stuck to a pretty interesting. They stuck to a pretty interesting um, formula of make it funny and just keep it goofy and light, and keep it moving. You know, and the fact that they could do whatever length episode they wanted definitely helps with that because they don't have to like land on 22. We need one more scene, and sure. then this before we can land. They were just like, "Fuck it!" They and did. the stories were so absurd and crazy. It wasn't like a typical something comes up, what's this? What's the resolution? It gets resolved. It was just like throw a bunch of shit at you, and then, bam. We could just have him die at any time, and that can restart an app. It was so fucking
0: great, man. It, yeah, all wheat, no chaff. That's what I prefer. All wheat, no chaff. I could um, say
2: that. I could definitely say it was all wheat, no chaff.
0: But Yeah, I and I I really... I really, really loved the silliness of it. You know? That was something that was really... Because I, I love serious movies, but like all of... But... All of life isn't just completely serious or sad or anything, but to have that all within one movie, not, you know, have those funny break, that doesn't, like, take away from the rest, but just still makes you laugh. Like, like, in, a, a like
2: in a scene where, like, someone's dying of, like, some Lou Gehrig's and they're in a hospital bed. You just want to see the doctor come in and be like, hey, I'm, oh, and he just falls on some marbles. Right. Just a so pratfall That's life. Right A you pratfall fall. Can... Here and there, and then like, everyone laughs, and then they're like, "All right, now can we get back to the serious death drama?" I'm with you. on that. And then he tries to get up, and he <laughs> slips again.
0: Whoa, he's whoa,
1: whoa! whoa.
2: <laughs> but like his the character at
0: the end that he was playing, um, oh. that was definitely the craziest one. It was so out there. That, yeah, of course, you know they save it for the end. So already they've they've gotten you into their world. They've buttered you up enough yeah. to where they can lay this character on you. And he's it's so funny at the end when he's like, "I'm sorry, friends." I'm sorry, Germany. And then he leans over he's like, who are you? Bangladesh? I'm sorry. And yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was a lot of fun. That, that, whole, that whole end
2: scene where he was um, poor little... And they him? did a lot...
1: Poor little Ernie.
2: <laughs> they did a good job of... So the, the last episode... Do we have to explain? We can explain the last episode. We so, can explain anything we want. Yeah. We already said spoiler. The last episode definitely was even another couple feet further from everything else. The episode starts with this guy in a big room filled with like delegates from nations around the world. It's Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. He has this crazy accent that's like a infinitely foolish accent, which is yeah. very funny. I almost couldn't even understand him. Like when you were saying, "Who are you, Bengal? I was like, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying. I got the gist, right? But when I couldn't he was quit s- saying all the.
0: He was was saying sorry to all the countries.
2: What happened is... So the world is like in total peril. Because an alien comes to Earth... This guy meets the alien, befriends it. The alien is super helpful, has all these awesome powers for good, and is friendly. And then he accidentally kills it in a very hilarious way. The fucking thing explodes. Right. You, do we see the alien, or do we just see the? Explosion? You just see his hand. The most you see of it,
0: He he explains the alien, which I kind of like that they didn't show. Of course. Yeah. I kind of like that they didn't do that. And but he explains it. He was he was
1: blue, with his beautiful orange spots
0: and like explaining him. But yeah, they were, he was at a party. And uh, they were all dancing, and he bumped his gimlet off the... He put his gimlet on on the... uh,
2: Jonah Hill puts his gimlet on, like, the big, uh, the microphone... On on the the, amp. On the amp, yeah, which is connected to the microphone, and the alien is about to give a speech, and as soon as he touches the microphone, because the gimlet had spilled... He gets electrocuted to the point where I he,
1: electrocuted him. he explodes
2: like a like a paint bag in a in a bank robbery, <laughs> like a paint bag. And, and a now paint the aliens box. are gonna come kill Earth yeah. for retribution because of and, Ernie. Yeah, and so they have him <laughs> sitting in a little ta- chair in between all these world delegates asking what happened, and then they all have to escape. Uh, and there's a thing going on with the computer during this time where the computer has decided since. What was the, the the computer is gonna kill all the people in the? It's experiment. gonna keep them, yeah. It's gonna like it's keep gonna, them it wants as friends to keep them like, yeah. in the thing, yeah. So it's gonna kill all of them. So they have to stay in there. And the there's a thing, an element of heat. So all the story, the you know the the psychosomatic story mm-hmm. part there's all heat. So her story, she's uh, what, what the hell was her story before it melds with his? She was a, uh, was that the one where she was like in the Lord of the Rings? I, um, no, because she was actually like in that Gimlet part. She came in, she was wearing the red dress. Yeah, but didn't she also have a story that was going on concurrently? Yeah. Or, or, my, or was the Lord of the Rings one? The Lord one of the before? Rings
0: one is when, she, when, he, when he, she was in the Lord of the Rings shit, he was in like the mob thing when he had the braids. Oh, that's right. That was so
2: weird, too. Like, what the <laughs> frick, dude? It reminded me, him in the braids, not directly, but it reminded me of this movie I saw with James Franco called Spring Breakers. Did you ever see that? yeah they got a lot of flack for that one because uh did you james see franco
0: i saw like half of it i just couldn't fucking finish it was too much it was but shit. james franco was getting um ripped on for uh stealing oh shit what's his name jody high uh fucking oh my god i can't remember his name gary oldman <laughs> what happened? uh riffraff He's a. I knew you would know the
2: name anyway, but I needed the name. But you just want to point out how to touch him. No, I appreciate you going yeah, to know, that. Yeah, Riff Raff, so uh, it was the character, and then what's funny was... But do you see what I mean, though, with the, with the character that Franco played in Spring Breakers and the character, not that they were over the top, but like the whole overdone white guy, apparatus. Yeah. like I don't even understand why they thought that would be a good costume for him other than the fact that they just wanted to keep you off. They were right. just trying to keep the viewer off balance in many different directions. As well, I
0: could still see it being like a real thing. Like he, he's a gangster, he's hard, and that he's got face tattoos and braids and like mouth grill and shit. I mean, it's believable. I guess maybe just because it's
2: Jonah Hill, it's just so unbelievable yeah. for me. And so then because every, it's Jonah Hill, I yeah. th- I think he did a great job. He did. What do you think about the part with the drill?
0: Oh, dude, I That's didn't. I thought nasty. they didn't. They didn't need to do that. That was the one scene the whole time, and I was like, he, "They, there was nothing to gain. Other, there was nothing to gain when you see the drill go up to the side of his head and then in, and like maybe what the face that he was making because it, maybe it was kind of funny, like that the guy was making. But even still, it was so graphic. Like, and I'm not someone who's against it, but also." It didn't need to be done. Like in some ways, like you make it graphic just to show how horrible it was to be there. Like saving Private Ryan, even maybe like splatter on all. Yeah, just all like you needed to do was the drill. You needed to touch the side of his head, and then it goes up there, and it's splattering on everyone. You do not need to like show the they drill. They literally show the drill going into head. Head. the head. And like, what is this? It, it? Yeah, like I was just about to say, like Saving Private Ryan. You show the guts to make people feel and and show them how miserable and
2: horrific this thing was.
0: This is like I'm watching this.
2: They're in a computer Same thing with the, at the end when the when the gunfights happen, like when he shoots the guy and he falls into the tub. Yeah. Like, he, he literally... Him in half? He literally was a half a body. It was like one of those cheesy uh, old uh, kung fu movies where like guts are like hanging... Yeah. He's just in the tub and his intestines are just kind of the bottom of his whole right. thing. It was so foolish.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, what's funny is I felt less about that one because it was just like... I It was just like looking at... Maybe it didn't even really register. I think I noticed it was like gross, but... I don't know. Seeing the drill go into the dude's head was really disturbing. Well, but it was like <laughs> it was next
2: level when so they had someone get shot and like blood spatters. But then when that last guy gets shot with the shotgun when mm-hmm. he gets blown in half, yeah. there's like so much blood. Like he literally, it was like they just threw a five gallon bucket of blood. <laughs> and went action. <laughs> action. It was so stupid. It was like what the fuck. Yeah, but it was I. I overall, I
0: really liked the direction of the movie the the director i am going to go and i want to find other movies that he's made and watch them because i now really like this i really like this director i love all the shots the angles
2: everything he did uh his direction i thought was really really good i enjoyed it too i'd give it a a very favorable review maybe like a you should probably check it out because i think it's going to be something that's going to have an effect on on future things exactly yeah i would i'm definitely not just gonna, the I'm material and like the direction and stuff like the, not just the micro stuff in that which i definitely think will have an impact but i just think the way that they took a handful of disparate actors that gabriel Byrne has kind of been out of it for a while mm-hmm. jonah hill is like right there but doing something out of his wheelhouse i think emma stone i you know she could have been anywhere and then just do 10 episodes that they're only connected in that this one is episode five this one is episode six mm-hmm. there was a through line Obviously, but outside of that through line, the thing went all over the place. It went all over the it place. Was different lengths of time, and then they did different levels of seriousness and different levels of, you know, like the spatter. Like I said, it was so those gory moments or whatever. It was so out of character with the rest of it, even though the whole thing was just being crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, it was, I'm not doing justice to like what that did, you know. But I love that you are unsettled by. The I was very prime.
0: unsettled by it, man. But outside of
2: uh, You know, whatever his
0: reason was, that that wasn't enough to make me say anything negative about the entire, the entire, and I really liked, um, yeah, man, everything. And I love that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, last episode, in walks Hank Azaria. Hank (laughs) Azaria,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Hank, I was like,
0: who's, they could have had anyone be the dad, and who's got their head out the fucking window? Hank Azaria. It's like, man, he only got in at the last episode. I mean, they used his voice. He you know it was his voice the whole time? No.
2: Yeah, I didn't know it was I his voice I had no idea either. it was his and voice. And he's got a very distinctive voice. I mean, he's a fucking voice guy.
0: Yeah. He's a voice guy, I you did know? think that was
2: a nice touch at the end. I was like, you know, because they know Azari. Simpsons fans are out there. Anything Hank Azari does, everybody loves Hank I'm in on it. He, exactly. He's, he's a great dude.
0: So, um, our next Millennial Book Club assignment. So... Millennial Book Club is you gotta go and you gotta watch it and and it's a Netflix original and you come back next week it's homework I'm hoping, obviously if you listen to that whole segment you're probably already pretty in tune with what the Millennial Book Club is but this week's is brand new on, we want to try to stay topical stay on top of it right as it comes out Uh, Russian Doll Russian Doll doll. we are going to watch that now Uh, in order just to participate we watch A minimum of two episodes if it's a show and if it's a movie just you know give it like almost halfway uh you know we're not we don't want to force each other or anyone else to sit through dog shit but you got to give something its chance before you shut it
2: down yeah so um yeah let's uh let's come back next week two episodes fair and out apropos of nothing i got someone suggested to me yesterday my sister you gotta watch russian doll Okay. She was like, we ripped through them all, and I went, all right, that's a good
0: sign. Let's watch Russian Doll. I'm very excited. Now, also, when, we, uh, when you come back next week to read Russian Doll, send us your review. If you watch a couple episodes early in the week, write something up. How did you feel about it? Send it to us. That way we can tell everybody how you guys felt about uh, what we're watching. We want to get more of your reviews in, too. So send us your reviews on Russian Doll. Please. We'd to, love to hear it. Yeah, uh,
2: to road soda Mail at gmail.com. Or like, anything that you thought about uh, Maniac, or maybe even one of the older ones. But right. yeah, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on, on Maniac, because that was one that we did for two apps, and Russian Doll that's coming up. Write us your reviews
0: to road soda Mail at gmail.com. Sweet. Thank you, everyone, for cracking yet another Road Soda 77 on Down the Hole. We'll see you again on episode 78. Be sure to check out Russian Doll. Email us your reviews at... Uh, the email address is road soda, mail at gmail.com. Follow us everywhere at Road soda Podcast. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next week.